it to Dalvin, shakes the tackle with the six, another at the five, he's out to the left, touchdown! Case on a deep drop, steps up in the pocket, he'll fire to the right side, caught by Diggs, stay oh my god, oh my god, 30, no Welcome to the week 11 episode of the Throne League podcast. It's Turkey Day's Day, fellas. We got three games Thursday. It's going to be an exciting week. Johnny, how the hell are you doing? And congrats on the win. Uh, thank you, Jacob. Uh, congratulations to yourself as well. I'm doing very good, right? Very thankful to be here on this Thanksgiving week. Um, it, as you mentioned to me earlier, Jacob, this was the first week in which both of us happened to win our fantasy game in the previous week. So things are trending in the right direction for this to be the best episode ever we're obviously going to bring on the gauntlet winner scott later on in this episode and we have a pretty great week of action to break down and also a big week to preview you know jacob we're really getting down to uh, the final stretch here each of these games begin to mean so much now because Really, we have a couple of teams at the top that seem like they're pretty for certain going to make it into the playoffs. We have a couple of clinches that have happened already, but a lot of those playoff spots, at least what I'm thinking might be three playoff spots, are going to be up in the air, probably up until the final week of the season. So it's time for things to get really exciting. Uh, Jacob, just off the top, did anything jump out to you this week or anything going forward? Well, you really got to shout out Jake's team here. He... uh went crazy it was insane 213 points for the guy that's probably a league record uh we'd have to go back and check the stats but i believe that might be a record so he went off he went crazy scott wins the gauntlet so you know there's some some of these that those top three teams that everybody's been looking at they've got a lot of the uh best team votes on the year they they're solidifying their strength and you know tough loss for bryce there but great win for nutter so those are kind of some things i saw throughout uh you know our fantasy league there and some some teams really edged by and you know finding their spots into the playoffs that's really uh after this week we're gonna see who is the real deal and who's not yeah, Jacob, I think you bring up some good points. This week certain, certainly showed um, the wide disparity of what it takes to win a fantasy football game. Uh, as you said, we've had a guy break 200 points, and we had teams with under 100 points win in the same week. Uh, it just really is a matter of any given week, depending on how your team's going to play and who you match up against as to whether or not you get wins. And at the end of the day, you know, wins are what matter the most. Uh, but like you said, some guys had some tough losses, but I think that gauntlet finish was... Uh, was was pretty exciting for the most part. It wasn't the closest gauntlet finish you're ever going to see, but also both guys uh, put up good performances. They were nothing to scoff at, especially with some of the lower scores of the week. Uh, certainly Bryce and Scott finished up at the upper half of the board there. Um, but with that being said, Jacob, if you don't have uh, any further uh, comments, I think that it's time to break down some action from week 11. What do you say? Uh, I did want to just highlight my win. You know, I... I uh... Got my second win. You know, it was very important to me. It was a key win. I'm going to win out the rest of the year. I'm going to kick some people out of the playoffs. That's kind of my goal here. And I'm not eating the wings. So everybody else at the bottom, watch out. You might have to eat these wings. But yeah, besides that, I'm ready to get into these. Uh, well, actually, Jacob, that kind of makes a perfect transition. So why don't we just start off with your matchup to begin with? 
Uh, really, it warms my heart, obviously, because I break down your matchup each and every week. And it's been quite a while since I have announced that Allen's large Gorgon has uh, beaten their opponent. But that did happen this week, as you mentioned. Uh, you would take down Steno by a score of 98.4 to 92.1. Uh, and so let's just get right into the action, Jacob, because finally we got... Really mostly positive stuff. It wasn't the flashiest win you're ever going to see. But as I said, a win is a win. Certainly, I know a lot about that. But we have to start with the guy at the top of your lineup. Josh Allen, obviously one of your biggest fantasy players, uh, didn't play the best game. It was enough to get you by. He would complete 21 to 35 passes for just over 200 yards. He threw a couple of touchdowns, but matched that with a couple of picks. Uh, Buffalo would take a tough, tough loss to Indianapolis. It was not a particularly close game. Uh, at the running back one position, you would put out J.D. McKissick. Him and his Washington teammates would head to Carolina. You know, McKissick really didn't have a very exciting game. Just seven carries for 46 yards and only one reception. A guy who's known as uh, a little bit higher volume of a receiving back. So a little bit down this week. He finished with just six points. Uh, Darrell Williams would really come down off the mountain this week. He would have just five carries for 15 yards and one catch for 11 after he had that 10 catch 100 yard day. Uh, I believe that was just a week ago, Jacob. So he fell all the way down to 3.6. So certainly your running backs didn't give you a whole lot this week, but it gets a little bit better as we go down the board here. Jamar Chase, uh, always reliable, found the end zone this week. Three catches for 32. So the production has been a little bit minimal recently, but he's still consistently finding that end zone, making him always relevant. Brandon Ayuk had a very nice game. Uh, Debo Samuel is the story to talk about, but let's not let us not forget about Brandon Ayuk, who posted a very pretty stat line, seven catches, 85 yards, and a touchdown. That's exactly what you want to see. And what San Francisco has wanted to see from Ayuk all season long. Travis Kelsey, again, a very Kelsey-like performance. Just one of the most consistent guys. He got a carry at the goal line. He picked up four yards and a touchdown on that. And then five catches for 74. Good enough for 19 points. At the flex, Mike Williams had a huge catch and run for a touchdown in that game against Pittsburgh. It was also huge for your fantasy. He'd finished the day five catches, 97 yards, and a touchdown. Good enough for 20 points. Uh, at the kicker position, Chase McLaughlin would finish with negative one points. Uh, it was not a pretty game for the Browns. It was not a pretty game for McLaughlin. Uh, the weather conditions were tough, and he missed a couple of kicks in that one. Uh, the Chargers defense would also, uh, they would fall victim to a shootout against Pittsburgh, and they would finish the day with just zero points. Um, so over to the other side, let's take a look at Steno or garbage team as he is now named, uh, Tom Brady at the top. They won convincingly over the giants, but it wasn't the biggest fantasy day. Brady did clear 300 yards threw a couple of touchdowns, but did toss an interception. David Montgomery would just have 14 catches, 58 yards and only one catch. It was a tough game for Chicago it would see Justin Fields leave with injury and y'all almost let it come back, but Montgomery was not a big part of that. Mark Ingram has found a bit of success in the absence of Alvin Kamara, 16 carries, 88 yards, six catches and 25 yards good enough for 15 points brandon cooks still continues to struggle even though houston had a rare good week he would have just two catches and the surprise upset win over tennessee christian kirk also a quiet week just two catches for 25 he needs kyler murray back hunter henry if he can't find the end zone he's not particularly fantasy relevant he did not find the end zone this week just two catches joe mixon at the flex had a big big week he'd carry the ball 30 times for cincinnati break 120 yards and add a couple of touchdowns wouldn't have any action in the receiving game but it's got to be really um, a good look for Steno seeing how much involvement Mixon has had uh, because we know Cincinnati likes to throw that ball a lot. Down the board at the kicker position, Randy Bullock would also finish with zero points. He'd miss an extra point and make one. And the Buccaneers defense would pull off a 13-point performance against the Giants on Monday Night Football, a couple of picks, a fumble, and a couple of sacks. Ultimately, not enough for Steno. Congratulations to you, Jacob. You came out ahead 98.4 to 92.1. What's the next matchup you got? 
Let's jump over to uh, Scott and Joe's matchup. Scott wins the gauntlet and he wins his matchup. He wins by 142.1 to 126.7. So Joe had a pretty solid showing. We'll look at his team first. Uh, Mahomes did not look too great. He only put up 7.5 points on the week. So it was not a good showing for him. uh, And that's kind of hurting Joe's team there. Nick Chubb looked great. He had uh, 22.4 points. He reached the end zone on a catch and ran the ball 22 times. So he pulled in a bulk amount of Joe's points there. Uh, Josh Jacobs got 11.1 points, uh, which is not what you're really looking for. You want to see him get the end zone, boost his stats a bit. Uh, But Justin Jefferson had a great game. He had two touchdowns, eight catches for 169 yards, netting him 37.2 points, which uh, was a very good performance for Joe's team there. But he fell short in the end with uh, performances from T. Higgins, 3.5 points. And Tyler Conklin only got 6.5 points. So it did not help his team to have guys like that coming in. And uh, it's hard to win when you have guys putting up those numbers. Tyler Lockett, a decent performance. Uh, He had four catches for 115 yards, which got him 15.5 points. Then looking at his kicker, he uh, great start by with the uh, Indianapolis kicker. He got 11 points for him, and then the Niners D got him 12. So Joe's team had a, a decent performance there, but it fell short to Scott's team, uh, which was built off the back of Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert had that end of the uh Game, uh, game winning touchdown, which brought his total up to 34.2 points, which is a great showing from the second year quarterback, uh, in LA. Uh, Saquon came back, he did not show, uh, any, uh, great stats, but you know, he got 11.6 points, which is better than what Scott was getting out of his, uh, running backs, his backup running backs in the past. James Robinson got 11.8. Uh, so consistent play from his running backs. Hope he he. I bet he's hoping they could get a little more. Uh, but without Cooper Cup, he had to go with Stephon Diggs, Jalen Waddle, and Tyler Boyd, and they all uh put in put up double digit points. Uh, Stephon Diggs got eighteen point three. He had two touchdowns on the day, which is, uh, you'd hope he'd get more points there, but it's a solid performance there. Jalen Waddle had twenty points there. He had a rushing touchdown at the uh, goal line to secure a touchdown and then uh Tyler Boyd caught six balls for 49 yards as well as a run for 14 yards uh and then um Mark Andrews had a a decent performance of 15.3 uh then looking over at to his kicker he had 15 points from his kicker starting his uh, week off on Thursday night which really uh helped him solidify his gauntlet win there and then three points from his defense which is okay as long as it you just don't want your defense in the negative usually. So, you know, Scott's had a, a solid team performance making up for the Cooper Cup bye situation, and uh, he pulled through. He won the gauntlet, and he, he got the victory on the week. Uh, Johnny, what uh, next match do you got for us? Jacob, I think it's only fitting that we move from uh, one participant in the gauntlet finale to the other one. And unfortunately, Bryce came up short, not only in the gauntlet, but he also came up short in his matchup this week. He would fall by a score of 139.2 to 117.9. Nutter would take the victory in this one. Let us start off first by taking a look at Bryce's team and what went wrong for him this week uh, and left him short of that gauntlet finish. Um, at the top, it's probably the best place to start when talking about what went wrong. Dak Prescott had just a very tough game. Um, there was no Amari Cooper to start the game, and CeeDee Lamb would eventually leave the game with injury, uh, but it seemed like Dallas's problems ran perhaps even deeper than that. 
He'd throw the ball 43 times, but he'd only managed 216 yards, a couple of picks, couldn't find the end zone, and wasn't able to use his legs. He would also fumble the ball and finish with just 2.4. An absolute nightmare come true for Bryce there in a big-time game for him. Christian McCaffrey. I mean, really, this becomes the segment with Bryce's running backs. Are they receivers? Are they running backs? Let's take a look. McCaffrey had 10 carries for 59 yards and 7 catches for 60, plus a touchdown in the receiving game. 25 more points for him. Bryce is certainly glad to see him be healthy. Najee Harris had 12 carries for 39 would find the touchdown on the ground this week he'd have five catches for 20 yards and end up just shy of 17 points Debo Samuel is he a running back or is he a receiver you could say well eight rushes for 79 yards plus a touchdown one catch for 15 yards for Debo and a big time win for the Niners over Jacksonville 16.4 points Darnell Mooney money with two O's in a game that came up short for Chicago was not short for Darnell Mooney five catches 121 yards and a touchdown it's his second good week uh, not in a row they had a buy in between but a second good game in a row at the tight end position, Dallas Goddard, they inked him to a huge deal. How did he respond? Five catches, 62 yards, a pretty modest day, 11.2 points. At the flex position, Kadarius Toney would be on the uh, losing side of that Tampa Bay Monday Night Football matchup with the New York Giants. Seven catches, 40 yards, uh, you know, just not able to push the ball down the field was Daniel Jones. He saw a lot of pressure all night. But uh, Tony did see 12 targets, so maybe there is potential going forward there. Uh, at the kicker position, Harrison Butker would get eight points. Uh... KC's offense didn't look great in the Dallas win, but certainly better than the Dallas's did. They would kick uh, a good amount of field goals, or attempt them at least. And uh, the Panthers' defense would grab four points and a loss to Washington. Uh, but Bryce did, in fact, dodge a bullet because the Bills' defense on the bench had negative four points in that blowout loss to Indianapolis. Now, let us take a look on the winning side. Nutter, Team Dookie Butter. At the top, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, now, all of a sudden, he's saying he might have a fractured toe, so maybe we'll see what that does going forward. It certainly didn't affect him against Minnesota, although they did come up short in the game. He threw for 385 yards, four touchdowns, no picks, couple of carries for 20 yards, good enough for 33.3 points. Ezekiel Elliott, nine carries, 32 yards, and six catches for 36. That receiving volume saved his day for 13 points. DeAndre Swift, 14 carries, 136 yards, and a touchdown. As the Lions had any quarterback at all, they probably would have won that game against the Browns, but Swift had a good day nonetheless. DJ Moore, five catches, 50 yards, found the end zone. He's back in kind of the shape that we saw him at at the beginning of the season, 16 points there. Deontay Johnson has consistently been one of the best receivers in fantasy and on the field this year, seven catches, 101 yards, and a touchdown. Probably the best playmaker outside of Najee Harris on that Steelers offense. At the tight end position, Kyle Pitts continues to be a bit feast or famine, just three catches, 29 yards. The Falcons looked horrendous on Thursday Night Football. They don't have a quarterback there, and that will jeopardize Pitts' potential going forward. Michael Carter would suffer an injury as well as a loss. Uh, in the New York Giants, and the, not the New York Giants, but the New York Jets versus Miami Dolphins game. He'd have nine carries for 63 yards, just 7.5 points. At the kicker position, Chris Boswell, 14 points, another big week for the Pittsburgh kicker, even though they did come up short in that game. Not a bad day for Chris Boswell all the way around. And the Dolphins defense would snag four points in that win over the New York Jets. A fumble recovery and a couple of sacks. Uh, that would be certainly good enough for Nutter to take the victory there, and that would hand Bryce uh, a defeat and also the elimination from the gauntlet. What matchup do you have next, Jacob? Let's jump over to uh, the biggest performance of the week. We'll go Jake versus Brian here, 213.2 to 131.2. That's a very tough stat line for Brian there. He uh, had a solid performance, but nobody was taking down Jake uh, this week. Uh and looking at his team, he had six players score over 20 points. That's pretty unheard of there, but they didn't stop at 20 points. Uh, 
he uh, traded away Lamar Jackson and he started Kirk Cousins this week. And Kirk's looked great. So he got him 25.2 points on the day. But we'll get into his running backs here now. Jonathan Taylor had one of the greatest performances of a running back could have. He had five touchdowns on the day, 32 carries for 185 yards, three catches for 19 yards, and 53.4 points. That's just incredible. He's got to be the best running back right now uh, in fantasy football and football. Uh, And then looking at Austin Eckler, who didn't shy away too much as well. He had 11 carries for 50 yards, two touchdowns, six catches for 65 yards and two touchdowns. His running backs net him nine touchdowns. That's more than teams will score uh, for a fantasy manager there. So those two totals for 94.9 points. Uh, together so it's going to be tough to be a team that has two guys like that and then his running back or his wide receivers Mike Evans 20.3 points Terry McLaurin 21.3 and then he had AJ Dillon in his flex which got him 15.7 and then surprise surprise Zach Ertz gets two touchdowns eight catches and 88 yards he was incredible in that game and got him close to 30 points when uh you know, Zach Ertz was fantasy irrelevant earlier in the year and in the past couple of years, so it's surprised to see him in Arizona doing all this, but good for him. Uh, and then his kicker got him four points, and then his defense got him three points. So, you know, maybe he could have done better this week and started a better kicker and defense, but I'm not the one criticizing Jake's team. Uh, we'll go take a look over at uh, Brian's team. Even in a loss, he uh, looked solid this week after some bad performances recently uh Jalen Hurts was great uh he had three rushing touchdowns which got him 30.5 points Clyde Clyde came back from injury and got him 15.6 points he uh hit the end zone on 12 carries and 63 yards Leonard Fournette did not have that incredible performance but he still got him 13.4 points uh DK Metcalf uh underperformance this week uh, with only four catches for 31 yards getting him 7.1 points. Adam Thielen had a good day. He reached the end zone and uh, had eight catches for 82 yards, uh, getting him 22.2 points. Uh, Evan Ingram wasn't the start, neither Kenny Galladay. They had some pretty poor performances there, 3.2 points for Ingram and Kenny Galladay, 2.2 points. The Giants just did not look good in that game against Tampa Bay. And then looking at his kicker and defense, he had another great uh, start for his defense. Uh, the Patriots 26.0 points on uh, Thursday night football and then 11 points out of Justin Tucker. So he had some good starts there in the special teams and kickers aspect, but it was not enough to secure the victory as uh, Jake put up two, 213 points, which is just unheard of. But that, yep, that's that matchup there. Johnny, what else you got for us? Jacob, let us take a look at Caminger Neuters, Jack versus the Adams Resurrection Caden. Jack would ultimately take this matchup by a score of 128 to 111.8. Starting off with Caden, he would roll Tyrod Taylor at the quarterback position, seeing as Lamar Jackson Jackson missed that game against Chicago. And Tyrod Taylor would fill in fairly well. Pretty inadequate as a passer, just 107 yards in the day, no touchdowns, but he'd have six carries for 28 yards and a couple of rushing touchdowns, good enough for 19 points. James Conner, Jacob, we have to start talking about this guy being a real deal and a potential draft steal of the year. 21 carries, 62 yards, the end zone once again for James Conner, five catches, 37 yards. He gets 20 more points. He's had a uh, a string of double-digit game fantasy uh 
a string of double-digit fantasy games, I think over a month now, maybe even closer to a couple months. A guy who has not shared that same success, though, is Seattle Seahawks running back Alex Collins. Just 10 carries, 36 yards, no receptions, 3.6 points. Devontae Adams was oh so good against those Minnesota Vikings. Seven catches, 115 yards, two touchdowns. He broke the 30-point mark. Jarvis Landry at the wide receiver two position would score a rushing touchdown for the Cleveland Browns this week. He'd add just four catches for 26 yards elsewise, but got 14.2 points. Mike Kosicki at the tight end position, five catches, 50 yards, good enough for 10 points. And at the flex position, Sammy Watkins was fairly quiet this week, three catches, 48 yards, just 7.8 points. At the kicker position, Tyler Bass would finish with no points. Uh, he would miss both field goal attempts that he kicked in this game. And uh, the Cowboys defense would grab Caden six points here. They'd allow 19 points, but they would get an interception, a fumble recovery, and three sacks. Perhaps if that offense had played a little bit better, the Cowboys defense could have done a little bit more in that game. Uh, on to the victor side here. Let's take a look at Jags team. At the top, Cam Newton. Oh, boy. We're starting to get flashbacks here. We got guys like James Conner and Cam Newton being extremely fantasy relevant. 189 pass yards and two passing touchdowns for Newton paired with 10 carries for 46 yards and a rushing touchdown got him just shy of 26 points at home against Washington. Delvin Cook. He looks back. He looks healthy. He looks good. 22 carries, 86 yards, one touchdown, three catches, 29 yards. Uh, at the running back position, number two, Damian Harris. Uh, pretty quiet this week. 10 carries, 56 yards, just one catch, 7.5 yards in total. Uh, at the wide receiver position, number one, Keenan Allen. Nine catches, 112 yards, 20 points. He's just has that super strong floor with the passing volume in that offense. Michael Pittman Jr., two catches, 23 yards. His worst week in quite a while. Uh, as you mentioned earlier, Jonathan Taylor was the story in that Indianapolis game. TJ Hawkinson bounced back from his uh, goose egg with six catches for 51 yards, good for 11.1 points. Miles Gaskin at the flex position would find the end zone as a receiver this week. Three catches for seven yards found him the end zone. He'd pair that with 23 rushes and 89 yards, 18.6 points in the win over the Jets. At the kicker position, Greg Joseph would hit nine points. He'd make all of his field goals but miss an extra point. The Cardinals defense would add nine points with four sacks against Against those Seattle Seahawks as the Cardinals would go on to win that game with Colt McCoy. Uh, that in total is the matchup Jacob Jack, ta Jack takes that matchup 128 to 111.8. Which one do you have next? Let's jump over to our lowest scoring matchup of the week. Uh, Johnny, you take the victory against Aiden this week, 78.3 to 75.6. Talk about a grit and grind win right there. You pulled it out. You did what you had to do to take the victory, and that's all that matters. Uh, but looking over at your team here, you started Justin Fields as your quarterback. It's unfortunate he took an injury, only got you 3.1 points on the week. Uh, then you, Miles Sanders in your running back position, 7.4 points. Uh, Jalen Hurts stole all the touchdowns away from uh, Miles Sanders there. Uh, Jeff Wilson Jr. in your running back position only got you 6.8 points, which is uh, not what you're looking for. You know, that San Francisco backfield has been very difficult to read and figure out who's actually going to score points because they were a good running team in previous uh, years. Devontae Smith kind of fell down to earth a little bit. He still had a decent performance, got you 10.1 points. You hope he hits the end zone. But four catches for 61 yards is still uh, a decent stat line. Corey Davis was your, another one of your wide receivers. Only got you 6.8 point or 6.5 points, uh, which is unfortunate for you there. But uh, Kittle was back. He hit the end zone, got you 13.4 points. And then Tyree Kill got a solid 20 points. It's not his 50-point performances that, you know, he, you could see him doing. But 20 points is good out of your uh, wide receiver there. 
Looking over your kicker and your defense, Matt Prater got you four points, and the Ravens D got you seven. So, you know, it wasn't the prettiest win, but you you had uh, made the correct starts to get yourself uh, the win over a uh, poor performance from Aiden. Speaking of that, uh, we'll go look at, over at why he could not put up a lot of points here. He started Ryan Tannehill, who threw four interceptions on the day. He got him 9.1 points. They took the loss against Houston this week. Uh, Zach Moss only got him 0.5 points. I'm not sure how that's possible. Three three rushes for five yards. Uh, I'm not sure if he got hurt or if they were just throwing the ball the whole game. I didn't have a chance to tune into that. Uh, Devante for Dante Dante Foreman was his other running back got him five points unfortunate as Tennessee did not look good against Houston this week once again another Tennessee players the story seems the same uh 9.8 points out of AJ Brown which is uh not what you're looking for he looked pretty good the past couple weeks so it was unfortunate to only get 9.8 points uh, but, you know, Chris Godwin was Chris Godwin. He got his 20 points this week, uh, six catches for 65 yards and a touchdown, uh, which totaled out to 19.2 points. Darren Waller had a decent performance, seven catches for 116 yards, 18.6 points. He's looking a little better. He's struggled uh, partially through this year. And then C.D. Lamb got hurt, which only got him 4.4 points, which is unfortunate, but, you know, that trade that happened between you guys looks like uh, everybody's getting injured out of that. So it's uh, really no point in actually uh, starting that. But uh, Young Ho Koo in the kicker position got him zero points. Atlanta could not produce anything on offense that week, and he missed a 50-plus yard kick. And then the Browns defense, 9.0 points. That was a grit and grind type of game, but they got two interceptions. So in our uh, low-scoring matchup here, Johnny took away with the three-point victory. Chris Godwin could not come back and take the victory, but uh, you know that's all that matters is to win the column. You're six and five now. You're sitting in the fifth position, and you know you're you're uh, control your own destiny. So I believe that concludes our matchups there. Uh, Johnny, you got any last thoughts on these? It does include our week eleven breakdowns, Jacob. Uh, it, it was a wild week. It feels like it was maybe perhaps the most wild week to date, uh, just in terms of the scoring, the various uh, scoring volumes between teams, and, and how people are winning matchups. Uh, it just goes to show you that fantasy. It, you know, no matter how much you study, no matter how much you think you're you're picking things up uh, each week, it gives you something new that you didn't expect to happen. But with that being said, Jacob, I think this is now the perfect time to bring on this year's gauntlet winner and start talking to Scott. What do you say? Yeah, let's bring him on. Uh, it's a very exciting interview to talk to a gauntlet champion, a back-to-back gauntlet champion. I, I feel bad for even giving him credit. Very exciting indeed. Well, here we go. Let's bring him on. All right, we now welcome on a very special guest. You may have expected this man to be on the pod again, but you know he took down his uh, really just his little brother, pretty much. But yeah, Scott, he won the gauntlet. We got him back again this week. Scott, how the hell are you doing? Yeah, I've never been better, man. Like, I I, I like that little brother. Like, that's exactly what I think. I'll start calling Bryson or Sam. But hey, what's up, little bro? Because like, I really I just own that kid. Like. I feel bad. Aiden, though, like, I, even the weeks I don't play him directly, he still finds a way to lose to me, which is just pretty incredible. So I'm thankful for Bryce always taking a shit whenever him and I are matched up. So I'm doing great, though. 
thanks for asking. I, I know I kind of went right into Bryce, but yeah, you know, I'm doing great. How are you guys? Doing good. Uh, it's always welcomed, you know, to uh, just go attack Bryce if you want. So there's nothing holding you back on that. No, we we took the leash off you. Um, but yeah, you did without Cooper Cup. That's pretty incredible. Uh, how does that feel that, you know, your best players out and you still took down uh, the 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 prize money with uh, the winning of the gauntlet? Uh, it feels pretty good because, to be honest, I think like the last five or six weeks in the coaches' poll, I've been voted out most likely to lose a gauntlet for no reason, probably just because everyone knows I'm the best and knew I won it last year. So they just didn't in spite not wanting me to win. Uh, maybe a few weeks have made sense because, I mean, I have had my team pretty injured and many team time to fuck. Can't even speak English, but uh, I'm just so excited. So that's why I can't speak right now. But uh, managed to win even with out some of my key players. So that was just the same thing in this gauntlet championship, you know. Cooper Cup, my best player. Bad timing for a bye week, but uh, the amount and I still score over 140. Um, it's funny because Bryce was texting me about like his players, like Cordell Patterson or Marquise Brown, getting into the not this week. Like, I mean, that's just the way it is. Like, he's like, "Oh man, my team, it's so hurt. Like, how am I going to do this?" I'm like, "Dude, you're supposedly the best team. You find a way." Guess what? He didn't find a way. Still beat him. So I mean, it feels good to do it without Cooper Cup because it shows my team's still capable without him. Like everyone's been saying, oh, his team's really just Cooper Cup. That's it, that's it. But to score 140 without your best player shows that you do have depth and that uh, you do have a solid team. Completely agree. Uh, Johnny, uh, you want to congratulate uh, your boy here? You know, you're one of his biggest supporters. Uh, how do you feel that he did? Well, you know, Jacob, I think it was well-deserved, and obviously congratulations to you, Scott. I do have to, you brought up a point about Bryce talking about his team having some injuries, and I think almost everyone in the league would agree that they know at least some of what that feels like. But honestly, when you look at maybe what cost Bryce uh, this uh, gauntlet was not necessarily that he couldn't find the depth to fill in for injured players. I mean, Darnell Mooney stepped up in a major way, money with two O's, and even Kadarius Tony did give him some production. I mean, honestly, Scott, when you look at what was the difference maker, it was Dak Prescott's horrendous performance against Kansas City. Uh, and even then, even with Dak Prescott having a great day, it still would have been tough to beat you because your team uh, played so very well without Cooper Cup, and I know it feels good to to be reaffirmed without even needing um, Cooper Cup going, you know, um, and still taking and still scoring 142 points feels really good. Um, but you know, were you surprised that, uh, you ran away with it so easily or did you expect even with all the injuries, Bryce to get a little bit closer to you? I, I, to be honest, I'll be a little humble now cause I've been, uh, pretty outspoken so far. Um, I did not expect to run away with this at all. I thought I'd probably have to score over 130 to beat Bryce. I thought it would be high scoring and close because I just had a feeling that like I wasn't going to take a shit this week, kind of like how his team did. Um, but what kind of scared me was Darnell Mooney having that like 60 yard touchdown at that point. Cause then like Bryce projected, I always like looking at projected it shot up to like 150. I was like, Oh fuck dude. Like no way this dude just caught a 60 yard touchdown pass. Um, cause all his players were looking pretty solid at one o'clock games. Like no one was really playing that bad. McCaffrey scored McCaffrey numbers. Um, so all the way through that, I was like, Oh boy, this is going to be close. And like projected was really close. And then it hit those four o'clock games. Like you said, Dak. Didn't do much. Um, and what's funny about me, that is Aaron Rodgers, the guy that Bryce wanted nothing to do with all year. It made no sense because he's been, Rodgers has been really good this year. Need to trade away. Need to trade away. I need Dak. I need Dak. 
And then what? guess what happens in the biggest game of the year for him? Dak shits the bed. Aaron Rodgers puts up 33 against him to make him not only lose the gauntlet, but also lose this week and fall to 9-2. and two. So, I mean, I, I think it's uh, all comes back around. A little karma about uh, you want to trade your whole team away. Some of those players are going to come back and butt you in the ass, you know? Yeah, that's a very good point, Scott. Um, you know, well, a lot of people would say that the gauntlet is separate from, the, you know, the true grand prize of our fantasy league, the championship. Um, do you think that winning this gauntlet will give you that extra fuel, that extra boost as we near uh, the playoffs? I think it will. I think it will give my players some confidence. They know they've already secured the bag a little bit. Now it's time to go out, get that big-time uh, paycheck. Um and I just think my team's starting to come together right now. What's crazy is the fact that I made it through the gauntlet every week with the players I've been missing this year, um, having no running, starting Salvin Ahmed like three weeks, giving me like three total points. Like it's just the fact that I made it through the gauntlet and to the championship game was my healthiest week of the year. Um, I think it's only going to show how good I still can be um, in these last three weeks of the season and then into the playoffs. I think I will secure a bye because. Um, Another point is out to me last night. Uh, Jake and Bryce still play each other last week of the season. So that could be a huge matchup. If I can win these last two games, go into the last week, win mine, um, and then one of those two lose, that could show, uh, jolt me above one of those two to get my uh, second or first place finish. Um, so I, I just think my team's coming together right now. And I think the gauntlet, people say, oh, it's luck or this or that. I think the best team, team wins it. Um, I mean, last year, when the gauntlet, who was the champion? Me as well. This year, gauntlet, who's going to be champion? Uh, champion, uh, Probably fucking me. Uh, I mean, some people can debate it, but I'm not scared of Bryce in the playoffs. Jake, he just peaked. Nutter, fuck that guy. I hope he doesn't make the playoffs because his team does actually scare me. Um, and the rest of you guys, I mean, I'm just I'm just not scared, guys. I, I, I was so late last week. I was... Didn't want to jinx myself. I wanted to secure a little money just to make sure I got my gauntlet because I didn't have Cooper Cup. Then I remembered, who the fuck am I? I'm Scotty fucking Cup. There's no fucking being scared. There's no being polite. There's no being, oh, no jinx. There is no such thing as jinx. I'm just the best, and I'm going to fucking win. So guess what? The championship's going to be mine. I'm going to win even more money. You guys just keep on fucking taking your bills out of your pockets every year. Uh, I think we had some technical difficulties there, uh, Johnny. Uh uh, I think we lost Scott there for a second. Let's see if he's still there. That is just, you know, you can't rely on internet these days, man. I tell you, these these internet prices, Jacob, they just keep going up, and this coverage just gets more and more unreliable. I know. It's a, it's a damn shame. Let's see if we can get him back in here. Nope, they, they The problems seem to be persisting. Technical difficulties continuing. Scott, can this you hear is- us, Scott? We seem to be having some technical difficulties. Can you hear me? Yeah, Wait. yeah, we can hear you. Did I cut off? What, say? Are you good, Scott? We can hear you. Hey, right. you Your internet seems to have shit the bed. No, but you can hear me now, right? I can hear you now, as the guy said in the okay. Verizon commercial. Well, no, but what what uh, what uh was the last thing you heard me say? Because I was going off. I was you screaming. the last thing that you said was that the team you fear the most going into the playoffs is come hill or high water, I think, and then you it was right. No, I think I said another, right? Okay. Well, what I think I said after that was I got <laughs> I got so heated I didn't realize I left this channel, dude. Like, oh, I just got into it. I said uh said I've been polite, I've been, you know, like 
didn't want to jinx myself last week and everything, you know. And I was being nice and like not being calm. And then what this gauntlet reminded me of was I didn't need Cooper Cup. My team's so fucking good, right? I last year won the gauntlet, won the championship this year, won the gauntlet, I'm gonna win the championship. Because guess what? I'm the best fucking team, okay? I don't give a fuck what anyone says. You guys might as well just give me the fucking money at the beginning of the year. You I might as well just be at my house. Because then it'll be less travel to move the money around. Because guess what? It'll just be going from my fucking bedside table and then into my fucking pocket, okay? I'm not I'm not playing around. I'll be back to back. I'm back to back gauntlet already. I'm gonna fucking take down every one of you fucking losers. Because guess what? There's no such thing as jinxing. This week remind me how fucking good Scotty Cut is. That's what I want you guys to know. I want every fucking guy in this league to have a target on me. I want everyone to think they can take me down. Because it ain't gonna happen. Bryce already knows in his fucking mind. He's so in his head about me. He already knows he's not going to beat me. I want everyone else in this league to realize that as well. Jake just fucking peaked, okay? Jake just peaked. He ain't going to do shit. None of mine you make the playoffs. And I'm not scared of the rest of you motherfuckers. So let's go, okay? You want to fire Johnny? I'm going to give you some fucking fire in this podcast, okay? I uh, obviously Scott I do appreciate the fire I do I like the notion that you are you come across as very fearless obviously and ready to take on any team but you do have that that slight weakness towards Nutter that's been uh, it's been uh, persistently documented actually on this year podcast that no. he's kind of becoming a bit of the grim reaper for you uh, you know like a, a Michael Myers type where he is I know. Uh, the looming evil presence that threatens your chance at a championship so Scott you sit here and you and you talk highly about your team but yeah with the way things are shaping up Nutter has a very very good shot to get into the playoffs he plays like arguably the best team in the league this week so he'll have to win that one to keep his mm-hmm. chances going for the playoffs but assuming that he does that and he's got a very good team to do it if he does make it into the playoffs what do you have to say to nutter you're just going to take him straight up or i mean are you going to run away with your tail between your legs <laughs> if nutter makes the playoffs okay i will be one or two seeds so i want to see him the first round if it works out in the second round he wins and i see him i will be a little nervous i'm not gonna lie <laughs> there's not gonna be any tails running but I know the dude has like six fucking running backs. I have two. I don't know how he has that many running backs, but he has them all. You know, he doesn't have them. He doesn't have that ship on his shoulder. He doesn't have that belt from last year. He's, he's not sitting in that gold throne while watching the fucking games in the playoffs, okay? That's the difference. That will get my mental fucking... I don't even know what fucking word to say right now. I'm so hyped. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm just going to be, <laughs> I'm gonna be so excited, and I'm going to take down that piece of shit nutter. Okay, I, I, I love the kid. He makes great videos, but he's not going to beat me. I, I He's my number one competitor, but once I make it to the playoffs, Stefan Diggs decides to go Superman mode, and he'll fucking – that's going to be – I'm telling you right now, the most points in fantasy during the playoffs weeks we have will be Stefan Diggs. I guarantee it. That's my guarantee, okay? So, yes, I'm a little scared of another. I, I didn't even know how to answer your question because he does – he flutters me a little bit, okay? That actually, Jacob, I don't know what you're thinking about it, but that actually would be kind of an interesting matchup, even just from a personality standpoint. Uh, Scott, you are certainly uh, a gregarious, outgoing kind of guy, and, and Nutter definitely is, is reserved and very calculated in his approach. That might be something to watch. What do you think about that, Jacob? Yeah, I think you uh, got you got that perfectly correct there. Uh, Scott's just a bumbling idiot, and then Nutter is, <laughs> is a genius, so there's it's really just two different sides of the coin there. Jacob, I thought you might go and try for one of those old trude sayings there, but it seems like you might have hesitated a little bit with your previous blunders and you and you, you stuck to the, the more basic 
uh, elements of the language. And, uh, you know, Jacob, I just want to make sure you know that that you can truly be yourself in this podcast and sound like an idiot as much as you want. I know. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) You know, I was trying I wasn't trying to think of a saying. I was just trying to think of words. And, you know, those are what came out. All right, I I gotta break this shit up. Can I? Uh, I'm gonna turn the podcast on you guys a little bit. I'm gonna ask you guys a question. Okay. Let's hear it. So, what's the difference? Because you okay, I gotta start this off with the top three teams. You guys always talk about me, Jake, and Bryce, right? Okay. Come here, high water so usually gets in there. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We okay, get the yeah. point so of the question. Points to win. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but me, mainly those three. Okay. So my question is this: What's the difference between Jake, Bryce, and I seem. What, what, I want to hear an answer for both of you and see what you guys think. Is this like Jeopardy? Uh, would be the correct answer. Yeah. All right. Jacob, do you, are you hitting the buzzer first? Uh, my buzzer is broken. All right. Well, since I'm a good op- opponent, I'll recognize that your button's broken and hand it over to you first. Uh, I really don't know, honestly. That's your uh, difference? First of all, Jacob, that answer is not submitted in the proper format. You'd have to say what is. <laughs> I right, really don't know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. you know cooper jake. cup for you you know because saquon okay. and james robinson's been hurt you know jake okay. jonathan taylor and then bryce uh i'd probably say debo and then okay. Najee. you know Najee. bryce just won a trade bryce had one of the most lobs jacob trades. this isn't a goddamn answer what are you <laughs> doing what, am, what is what is the question the question is what makes scott's What's team different or better than jake or bryce no, uh, I thought it was. I thought you were. I thought you were saying better than like the lower teams. No, no, no. What's the well, difference? That's obvious, us, Jacob. <laughs> we have good players. That's obvious. Yes, but uh, what's the difference between our three teams? Like the three teams I mentioned. You got no answer, right? Here we'll put put the. Um, I'll put. I'll I'll dub in the Jeopardy music. I'll put it in post. Okay. I got nothing. Okay. No, Jacob, again, what is I Got Nothing would be proper <laughs> format. Play along with the show. Keep in mind, folks, this is our special Thanksgiving episode. We're very thankful for our co-host and our <laughs> special guest this week. Uh, yeah, well, I, There's a lot of pressure on me. You know, I'm usually the one asking <laughs> questions. Yeah, that, well, see, that's I, I what happens when the tables turn, buddy. It's uh, not always easy. Scott, I think I can take a stab at it. Okay. Uh, what is what? So the question, say, say the question to me one more time, and then I'll give you the answer in proper Jeopardy so the three format. teams I forementioned, right? Yes. What is the difference between us three? Uh, I would have to say when I look at all these teams, uh, Jeopardy host Scott, that uh, I would have to say really the, the major difference that sticks out to me has to be who is Gary Brightwell? That That's the <laughs> right answer, right? That's lock it in. <laughs> ding, ding. How, do you, how do you notice that I... Picked them up. Uh, I picked them up yesterday. I wasn't even answering the Jeopardy question. I was just asking you, who is he? <laughs> <laughs> He's the third finger running back to the Giants. He's. I appreciate that, right. Scott. So All go right, ahead and give us the answer. give us the answer. Me and okay. me and Jacob. I'm gonna give you guys the answer because everyone talks about how Bryce is the best team, or everyone this week voted for Jake to be the best team. All this stuff, right? And Scotty comes over here winning championships all last year, winning this year, but still don't have the respect. You know what the difference between Jake, Bryce, and I's team is? I've beat both of them. I faced both of them this year, right? And absolutely kicked both their asses. They Bryce has two total losses. Jake has three total losses. 
I beat both of them. You know what, who hasn't lost to a top three team? Supposedly top three team? Me. I'm undefeated well, against the supposed best teams. Asterisk. Yes. Asterisk. Top three team saying, is, sub- everyone... is, is subjective, Scotty Kaa. Well, in your power rankings last week, how about, how about I use your own words again? Well, you? see, the, the power rankings committee are kind of a couple of bitches because they're afraid that if they put me where I truly belong, then people would say that it's rigged and that there's bias. Were you placed like fucking 10th last week? Yeah, that's how they really wanted to make it look like it's not rigged at all. <laughs> So they've um, put my team at 12 for the past three weeks. Well, that's, a, that's, a, that's accurate, Jacob. There's, <laughs> no one's complaining about that at the committee or in the league in general. All right, Scott. So the, you say the edge between you and the other guys is that you beat them show and up. they haven't beaten you. Yep, I show up when we face each other. Jacob, that was an easy that was answer. Good. How come we couldn't figure that one out? Well, I know, I he, had a, he had an answer in mind before he asked the question. He wasn't looking for our opinion. So it's actually, honestly, well, not isn't that the point of asking a question on Jeopardy format? How, what if Alex Trebek didn't know the answer? That would be yeah. weird. <laughs> <laughs> he'd right. go, he'd go, maybe that's right. Good job, guys. See you next week. I got a question <laughs> for you, Scott. It's a shit show. Okay, I'm ready. Uh, so you still a vegetarian? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, do you enjoy Thanksgiving? Yeah. What's your favorite side dish? Mac and cheese. Are you a mashed potatoes guy? I actually, yeah, I'm a big mashed potatoes guy. Cornbread is low-key underrated. Cornbread's I don't know how pretty you feel good. About cornbread. Cornbread's pretty underrated. Um, apple pie is my favorite dessert. Um, what's your favorite dessert? My favorite dessert? I don't yeah. really like dessert. Um, Jesus, Jacob, you are killing this goddamn show. <laughs> Every question I have for this. <laughs> um, if I gonna uh, just uh, vanilla ice cream with whipped cream on it. <laughs> hey, very exciting, Jacob. I don't like dessert. John, what's your I'd rather go for a second second dinner. I mean, okay, okay. I mean, I do both, but that's fine. If we're talking Thanksgiving, you got to break out the pumpkin pie, I think. I think pumpkin pie okay. is, is not very good, but on Thanksgiving, it's like the only time to eat it, really. Like, if I see you eating pumpkin pie not on Thanksgiving, I kind of go, that's kind of a weird fucking person over there. How about on Halloween? Probably don't want to associate. Ah, Halloween's not really a pie kind of night. That's I guess you, I like more so you, you just carve the pumpkins, I guess, and you get the. How about, you don't eat- how about Black Friday? There's, um, there's, I don't think there's a food what, associated what, what, with that. Yeah, what the fuck, Jacob? Like, if you what school? What Friday. school did you go to for interviewing people, Jacob? This is <laughs> actually, I think pumpkin pie Loki would make sense of Black Friday because it's extra pumpkin pie from the night before. Yeah, that's true. To be fair, but is Black Friday even really Black Friday anymore? Because they do the deals like people have had deals going for like weeks now, right? True. Um. Jacob, I don't know. Jacob, this is your show here. Do you have another question for us? <laughs> I, thought <laughs> Scott, I thought Scott was taking the lead. Uh, oh, no, Scott, do you uh, want to take the lead? Ask us another actually, Jeopardy question. Yeah, I, got, I, got, I got another question. Um, Jacob, how do you feel uh, getting a win after losing for like seven straight weeks or eight straight weeks, whatever it was? Like, How did it feel to finally get a victory? Like, wasn't a moral victory for once? Um, yeah. You, a... you know, the guys heard my reaction already. Uh at the beginning of the episode, but you know, oh, it, just forgot, feels good. It, it feels, it feels good. I, uh, I've been grinding out there. I really thought I was going to lose. I thought Tom Brady and the bucks were going to score a little more there and, and 
I'd take the L again and then get the first team to double digit losses, but I'm not mm-hmm. going to be the first team to double digit losses. I'm going to win out from here and I'm going to have yeah. a little moral victory and then I'm going to win the first round in the knockout playoffs and okay. then I'm not going to eat no wings. I'm not going to eat the wings. Okay, cool. Well, I actually have a real question. Okay. Wait, can um, I jump can I jump in before you get there? You jump in first. You jump in. Cuz I just yeah. have to clarify this point before we move on from it cuz I think it's very important that we talk okay, about Jacob's yeah. losing streak as much as possible while it's mm-hmm. so relevant. Uh, Jacob's my favorite co-host, by the way. Um, I know that we don't have like very formulated, uh, like league stats. Like we don't know like who has the longest winning streak or whatever, which we probably should try and figure that out some way. But do we know if Jacob set the record for the most games lost in a row? Is that Jacob? You got to be up there, buddy. No, there's no chance. No chance. You lost seven games in a row, dude. Yeah, that's really happened. That's half. That's more than six straight. Oh, was he? I mean, I think that's a. No, yeah, Jack was six. Yeah, so yeah. Bernie beat it. Yeah, you. Yeah, Jack said it. You beat it. That's official. I, no, we're not going to talk about this more. That's um, official. He also has more wins than you now, <laughs> Jacob. So, Bernie's the biggest loser, and not in a good way. Like he didn't win a million dollars from the TV show. He just, he's just a plain out loser in real life. So I mean, it's rough. Well, fuck this, you know, Scott. You really killed <laughs> yeah. everything. You know, no, you, no, no, you no, Mark I'm, Andrews I'm, bullshit. Okay, it really <laughs> just killed my entire that season. Soul crushing. And defeat. then, and then. And then that's what I I voted for you to lose the gauntlet every single fucking week after that. Yeah, no, that. yeah, no out of spite. Out of spite. Out of spite, I fucking did it. But yeah, that's okay. Okay. You you sure you're okay? We're done with the losing streak. The losing streak's off the back. We're not speaking about it after this episode. Well, Bernie, I'm going to take away the only thing you have in this league because your team's been so bad. Once I win the championship this year, I'll be the uh, two time winner and back to back that's the only thing you have reputable in this league and i'm going to be splitting that with you now after this year how does that make you feel dude your team sucks you're gonna choke it, you should have been eliminated from the gauntlet like four times over yeah you got lucky mm-hmm. you're lucky that i got eliminated week one or i would have taken that spot <laughs> oh yeah like last week when you would have been in the championship and only scored 98 yeah yep i agree okay now for my serious question um, you ready for it? Yeah. Sorry, Johnny. I don't have any questions for you, but Bernie just uh, he's a target. Right so, yeah. yeah, exactly. So I won the gauntlet Monday night, right? Today's Tuesday. I'm driving home, um, from the library doing some homework. I'm like, I'm gonna call Johnny see if uh he's home. I can pick up the money. So I call him, picks up. Say, like, oh yeah, stop buying the money. In and out. Five minutes after the call, I have $120 in my pocket from the gauntlet. Feeling good. Um, what would you think of a person uh, that takes a group of friends' money, holds it together for a few months um, in an envelope, and uh, is trusted with that money? And then that person, when one person wins the league and they're respected a few hundred dollars, um, the money magically disappears, maybe to rent, maybe for drugs, maybe for whatever. Um, I know I don't know who this was. I can't remember who was controlling the money last year. Someone was, uh, but that's what happened to me last year. What would you think of a person that takes months and months to get one of their dear best friends' money rightly to the correct owner? What would you think of something like that, Scott? I just had to yeah. jump in real quick. Was that a question or a short goddamn story? But go ahead, Jacob. <laughs> it, it did seem like it came out of a novel, but uh, you know, I would uh, hope to give the benefit of the, of the doubt. But you know, it is kind of fucked up for somebody to do that and uh you know i don't know yeah okay i thought we had an internet connection problem (laughs) 
there, but we're good. Um, I wonder who that was last year. Yeah, so, some asshole. It's it's forgetting. It's I'm forgetting it as well. I can't remember who was holding on yeah, to the money. I, I can't remember because like I would text him like once a week just to get any answer out of him, and he ignored me for quite a few months. It was kind of crazy. And anytime I joined the Discord, I feel like he would kind of uh, avoid me and kind of leave really quick. I don't remember. Some fucking maybe it was nut or some shit. That fucking douchebag. I don't know. Yeah, I don't recall. You know, maybe some service interruptions in their uh, phone. You may maybe their phone broke for a week or something like that. They uh, had to yeah, get yeah, a replacement. Yeah. There's so many different things that could have been going on. Um, you know, but yeah, That's I couldn't. Bl- I couldn't believe that right. somebody would have done that. You know what would be fitting uh, though is whoever whoever that 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 piece of human trash was right. That despicable. Uh, excuse for a human person they they would probably deserve to go on like i don't know something crazy like a seven game losing streak or something in fantasy that to me seems like that might be or have the revenge by uh being the first one on the gauntlet to kind of show you oh you think you're gonna win money this year and completely take away the money right directly out of their hands first week or maybe both like, what about both yeah, at maybe the same both. time that's would be really i can't imagine a team maybe being the first out of the gauntlet and losing seven games in this same in well, well, imagine this imagine if can't at the end happen. of the year they have to eat like a bunch of wings before they draft the next year imagine that that would be crazy we're really cooking it scott this could get a this is like a cruel and unusual what we're talking about here even i think in, i'm taking even, up the whole episode even in karma, yeah. Who needs breakdowns, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, who listens to those? Everyone just wants to listen to the champ's voice, right? I, I'm sure most people skip over this part, but uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, I I couldn't imagine somebody doing that, and you know, <laughs> I think the proper repercussions uh, in karma may be uh, bespo- bestowed upon them. But yeah, well, good on Johnny. Yeah, yeah, John. No, exactly. Praise to Johnny. I mean, within mm-hmm. under 24 hours, I had the money in my pocket. Um, mm-hmm. No, there was never an issue with how much money was supposed to be there. Like, never. Like, we weren't worried for a few minutes, like that we lost like eighty dollars or anything. That never happened. Um, nice. But uh, that wouldn't happen with Johnny. That would only be something that Bernie would do. Wait, I thought this oh, wait, was wait. an anonymous. Whoa, whoa, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> Some random guy. That's... <laughs> uh, shit. <laughs> Wait, Bernie, was that you? No, I, I, I couldn't believe. It. I there's not a bone in my body. I didn't mean. I, I didn't mean that. My, I, I don't know. <laughs> What's the fuck is this episode, dude? <laughs> Scott, I God, guess. Not. I guess if we're getting toward the end here, one thing I certainly have to ask you before we let you go. And yeah. Of course, we're okay, okay. very thankful for having you on. Uh, you yeah. know, we mentioned a little bit earlier on and, and Jacob kind of fumbled his way through that segment, but Thanksgiving is nearly upon us. Uh, so mm-hmm. I just have to ask you, what are you thankful for this fantasy year? Oh man, this is, you know, this is really joy. It's actually brought a lot of joy to my heart and a big smile on my face right now. That's a great question, Johnny. Um, that's why you're the greatest host. Um, I don't consider you and Bernie co-host. I consider you the host and Bernie the co-co-host. Um, but uh, sorry, Bernie. I didn't. I don't know. Why I just this has just been. Again, but, uh, we should tell this episode the murder of Jacob <laughs> <laughs> on the week of one too. <laughs> I know. Well, we had to bring you down somehow. You're a little happy for once, and you gotta get your depression back out. Um, but okay, I'm just gonna answer this question. Now. Uh, I'm thankful for Bryce for being my little brother. 
and always confirming wins for me. So once I saw he was in the gauntlet final, I knew he was going to win. I'm thankful for everyone that voted me out of the gauntlet every single week because that just motivated my players even more to win the gauntlet. I am so, so grateful for my main man, Cooper Cup. Um, every week, being the reason that I moved on in the gauntlet and getting wins, and then my team showed up for him on his bye week to secure the bag. And I'm, I'm super thankful for some of these guys in the draft letting me get Cooper and James Robinson and Justin Herbert and Mark Andrews late in later rounds where uh, I just had such great value. So I'm, I'm thankful for all my players. I'm thankful for Gary Brightwell being a great backup on my bench that I just picked up yesterday. Um, he won't be on my team in about 20 more hours, but I'm thankful for him. And I just want to say, man, I'm thankful for you guys. You guys bring so much joy every Wednesday, knowing the podcast is going to come out. I'm excited to listen to Bernie blabber and say wrong sayings. And Johnny trying to convince himself that his team is like a halfway decent team. Um, Above 500. And just the, yeah, you are. You'll make the playoffs. And just all the great knowledge I get from listening to you guys' beautiful voices every week. That's, that's what I'm most thankful for. You guys have made this the most enjoyable football season yet and uh i know me this is from me and all the boys we all appreciate everything you guys do and other does with the videos um we're just all super excited for the playoffs i think we should throw a nice little party where we all watch the games together in the playoffs or something you know that's what i think that's what i'm thankful for man what do you got well before i before i get to that scott i just have i have to applaud that because this this interview segment has been a bit off the rails, but I think you, you kind of summed everything up there very nice, very graciously put a little ball on top of it. So very well Thank done. You. Hats off to you, Scott. So, uh, Jacob, I guess I'll, I'll hand Scott's question to you if you would like to go. Um, yeah, I'm thankful for the podcast. Uh, the season hasn't been too much of a joy for me, uh, but... Um... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm. I can't really say anything good about my team. Uh, it's just been depressing. So, I'm thankful for the podcast and everything everybody does for the league. There we go. Well, nice. Well said, Jacob. Uh, and I guess I, I'll take my turn. Uh, I there's really only one thing I'm thankful for, and uh, unlike you guys being very nice, it's not this podcast. I'm not thankful for that. It's not even this fantasy football league, so I'm not thankful for that either, actually. Um, I am thankful for uh, one man and one man only, and that is Tyreek Hill. So go come Hill or High Water, and thank you, Tyreek Hill. So that's it. I just need to make sure the podcast realizes, like, 30 minutes ago before we started this episode, or who knows how long ago at this point, but uh, both of these guys said without the podcast, they don't know what they're going to do with themselves having full-time jobs and they might kill themselves. So, I mean, I think this is, this podcast means more to them than uh, what they're leading on. Just so uh, all the boys know that they love this thing. Well, we, Cause who else would have these two a shitty of teams and want to talk about football every week? We put one of them is a lot shittier than the other one. Let's watch. Uh, the yeah. Company and, that's and, grouped and, into. And he's he's above 500. <laughs> 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 this team is playoff bound, baby. Hey Johnny, just remember week three, who uh, came out on top? Well, I'll I'll try to remember that, Jacob, when I'm head of the playoffs. 
You gotta remember where right, you, you gotta remember where you came from. All right, guys, this segment's gonna complete off the yeah, rails. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, as always, Scott, you've been a great and gracious guest. Uh, we just want to congratulate you one more time on your gauntlet victory, and uh, wish you luck the rest of the way, buddy. Thanks for coming on. Thanks, guys. I really appreciate it. It was a interesting segment, but I think uh, it was a fun one. I think the boys will enjoy listening to it. But uh, thank you for uh, your two contributions to having you win the gauntlet um, by shitting two of the weeks, and uh, thank you to everyone else for having a. Uh, terrible team so i get to take more money with them guys so thank you guys you know it was a pleasure scott all right boys well we just want to thank scott one more time for coming on that was certainly indeed a wild interview he uh never fails to deliver jacob but uh with that being said i do believe it's time to preview these week 12 matchups uh Three games will occur on Thanksgiving this week, so we'll see if that has any kind of influence on what uh, the outcomes are in this week's fantasy matchups. Starting off with our first one, we're going to take a look at Allen's Large Gordon. That's you, Jacob, versus some to prove Aiden. Both of you guys are, you know, looking to, well, Jacob, you're looking at a second win, and Aiden's looking to really get off of a bad, bad beat uh, against me in the previous week. You guys have matched up uh, one time previously this season. That was all the way back in week one, and certainly, Jacob, you're looking to make amends for that one. Uh, Aiden would win that matchup 173.9 to 87.3, and certainly Aiden wishes that he could get his team to return to that kind of form, but it's been quite a while since we've seen that production from his group of guys, so let's take a look at who he's going to send out there this week and see if they can deliver. Uh, at the top spot, it'll be Seattle Seahawks quarterback Russell Wilson. He will head to Washington on Monday Night Football to see if he can get that Seattle offense going, which has been very, very stagnant the last couple of weeks. Wilson's really struggled since he returned from injury to find any kind of consistency through the air or on the ground. Uh, he also has Zach Moss and Tevin Coleman slated in at the running back positions, respectively. Uh, neither flashy guys, but both will be on the road this week. Moss will head to New Orleans on Thanksgiving Day, and Tevin Coleman will head to Houston. Houston getting a little bit hot here recently. Uh, they just picked up a big one against Tennessee. Uh, A.J. Brown will head to New England. Uh, that Tennessee team really needs to get things on track. I'm not sure New England is the opponent to do it against. Chris Godwin, uh, also to mention, uh, A.J. Brown is starting off the week with an injury designation, as is Chris Godwin who will head to Indianapolis. Uh, Aiden's rolling out the all-road team here. Uh, Godwin will head to Indianapolis. He picked up an injury designation in this past game, but it's actually been an injury that has been ongoing for the last couple of weeks. He has a minor foot ailment. Uh, Darren Waller will pee at the tight end position. He will head to Dallas on Thanksgiving Day. Uh, one, certainly one of the best tight ends in the league, so he's always going to be a big factor. CeeDee Lamb. Uh, recent reports are, after suffering or going through the concussion protocol on Sunday, uh, that he is looking like he might be in shape to play, and certainly Dallas would welcome that. They will host the Raiders. Uh, Darren Waller and those Raiders on Thanksgiving Day. The Browns defense will head to Baltimore for some Sunday night football. And Young Way Koo will head to Jacksonville uh, to see if Atlanta can get the ball anywhere near the end zone or anywhere close enough to those field goal posts for Koo to make a kick. And uh, that wraps up the guys that Aiden's going to slate out there. For you, Jacob, you're going to send out the uh, uh, one of the top young quarterbacks in the league, Josh Allen. He'll head to New Orleans on Thanksgiving Day. Uh, he's had a little bit of struggles with some consistency this year, but the New Orleans matchup should provide an interesting take to see if he can get that Buffalo offense back on track. Melvin Gordon will host the L.A. Chargers, his former team. 
Uh, Jamal Williams will host uh, division rival Chicago Bears. Jamar Chase will host division rival Pittsburgh Steelers. Brandon Ayuk will host the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, he had a big time week last week. We'll see if he can continue that into this week. Certainly the Niners love when he's a part of the offense. And Minnesota has been playing very, very well recently. So San Fran's going to need to perform very well offensively to beat him. Uh, Cole Komet will head on the road for Thanksgiving to see if he can feast against those very, very bad Detroit Lions. Mike Williams at the flex position will head to division rival Denver. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles will head to division rival the New York Giants. we got a lot of divisional rival matchups this week. And uh, back to that Sunday night game between the Browns and the Ravens. Jacob, you will send out Browns kicker Chase McLaughlin to see if he can get some action going against those Baltimore Ravens. But certainly as Browns fans, we hope that the Browns will be putting the ball in the end zone and not kicking too many field goals. Uh, that's the matchup as it currently stands. Uh, ESPN will give a slight favor to Aiden, but let us see what the guys think about the matchup here. Uh, as it currently stands with nine total responses, we have seven guys going for you, Jacob, and just two going for Aiden. A uh, pretty lopsided matchup that runs a little bit contrary to ESPN's type projection, but I'm happy to see you uh, getting the guys vote this week, Jacob, and I hope you can put two together in a row. Uh, what matchup do you have next? Let's jump over to Scott versus Austin here. We got Garbage Team versus Watch What You Say, Quan. Uh, taking a look over at Austin's team. He's starting Tom Brady this week against the Colts. Uh, he's got Joe Mixon against the Steelers and then David Montgomery Thursday. Hopefully he can have a bounce back game as, you know, he's been hurt, but, you know, he's finally back and maybe he could have a good performance uh, on Turkey Day. Brandon Cooks looks to go up against the Jets, which is always promising for whenever you have players against the Jets. Uh, and then he's got Cole Beasley in the lineup right now, which is going up against the Saints on Thursday night uh, after uh, everybody's settling down after eating all their their food. Um, Dan Arnold against the Falcons. And then Kareem Hunt, who he's got currently slated into his flex position who's on IR he's coming off IR and he's looking to play this week so we'll see if he can continue that um on his bench he's got some questionable people so we'll see if he makes some last minute decision Aaron Jones still questionable we'll see if he can get the go and Amari Cooper's out this week so it's not looking like he can make it either so you know Austin's looking to come off a tough loss against me last week he almost was able to make the Monday night miracle happen but you know Tom Brady could not secure the victory for him. But looking over at Scott's team, uh, he's got Herbert coming off a great performance last week against Denver. And then he has Saquon and James Robinson, both questionable this week, but they both played last week. So it's looking good that they can both hit the field and put up some good numbers. He's looking for them to have some bounce back games after underperforming last week, but still having some decent performances over some other running backs in the league. Uh, Stephon Diggs against New Orleans Sunday night or Thursday night, and then Cooper Cups back into the lineup. He's got Green Bay uh, on Sunday. Mark Andrews got Cle uh, is against the Browns this week. Hopefully, the Browns defense can shut down a guy like Andrews. Uh, we'll see if that can happen. And then Jalen Waddle, he's got in his flex right now against Carolina. He's got the Texans D slated in right now, and then Nick Folk. So you know his team's shaping up. Uh, now that he's got Cooper Cup back and he's looking to uh, ca catapult off of his gauntlet victory. He's projected 138.5 points and Austin's projected 116.5. So the uh, the matchup's favorite and Scott's 
position, but we'll see how the guys are looking at it. And it is a complete lopsided vote here. Nine votes, 100% of the vote goes to Scott this week as uh, all the boys are thinking that he's going to continue his powerful streak and hit the road running. Uh, Johnny, what other matchup do you got for us? Jacob, let us take a look at Bryce Christian Dior Dior versus the Adams Resurrection Caden. Uh, these guys did match up in week one, and Bryce would start off what would be the beginning of an incredible season for him with a victory over Caden, 110 to uh, Caden fell just short of 199.9. Uh, this matchup is projected to go quite differently, so let us start and take a look at Caden's team. I think, you know, honestly, he's got one real big thing going for him at the number one spot, a recent trade acquisition. Uh, Lamar Jackson will host the Browns for that big-time Sunday night football game. There's not many things that scare me in life, Jacob, maybe spiders, maybe snakes, but one thing that I do find absolutely terrifying is primetime Lamar Jackson. He seems to enter into an absolutely different mode when all the cameras and lights are on, and Caden has to be licking his chops, hoping that his recent trade acquisition will feast, unfortunately, on his team, the Cleveland Browns. Uh, at the number one running back position currently slated is Alex Collins, a rather unremarkable season, so I'm not going to spend a bunch of time there, but maybe he gets something going on Monday Night Football. Daryl Henderson's been very, very good this year. When healthy, he'll play uh, on the road in Lambeau Field. Uh, Devontae Adams will play in that same game. He's obviously always a monster. Jarvis Landry will be in that same game as Lamar, and we'll have to see if he can get a little something going. He does have an injury designation to start the week, but I don't expect that to be a big factor. Mike Kosicki at the tight end position, pretty reliable, considering there's not a lot of reliable tight ends. Alan Robinson is currently slated as doubtful for Thanksgiving. He's also had a uh, particularly down year this year. I'm not sure he performed last week, but he's struggled a lot, so we'll see if Caden leaves him in the flex, especially with that injury designation. Uh, the Cowboys will also be on Thanksgiving. They will host those Las Vegas Raiders, uh, and Tyler Bass will do the kicking for Caden's team this week. On the flip side, uh, the standings leader, Bryce. Uh, at the top position, Dak Prescott. He certainly wants to see a much, much better game from Dak this week. Uh, he needs Christian McCaffrey to do exactly what he's been doing, and he'll head on the road to face Miami, which seems like that should open up some possibilities for him to do it. Although that Miami defense has been playing pretty tough as of late. Najee Harris will head uh, down to Southern Ohio and face those Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, he's usually almost pretty much a lack regardless of who he's matching up against, but Cincinnati's defense is not known to be particularly stout against the run. Uh, Marquise Brown at the wide receiver number one position will be on Sunday Night Football. Debo Samuel, probably one of the most exciting players to watch currently playing football right now, will host the Minnesota Vikings. Dallas Goddard will head to New York to play those big G-men. Uh, Cordell Patterson has still has an injury designation he missed last week. Uh, Bryce certainly wants to see him get out there and play against a Jacksonville team that just allowed 30 points to uh, the 49ers and a lot of rush yards for Debo Samuel. Uh, the Panthers' defense will head on the road to face Miami, and Jake Elliott will do the booting against the Giants this week. Uh, ESPN projects this matchup to go 135.6 to 105.6 in Bryce's favor, a very, very lopsided matchup. Let us take a look and see if the guys are on the same page. And as a matter of fact, Jacob, they're not nearly as lopsided as ESPN has this one booked. Six people are in favor of Bryce taking the matchup, and three are in favor of Caden. Perhaps the flame has been extinguished here uh, after Bryce's tough week with the gauntlet elimination and the loss to Nutter people are all of a sudden abandoning ship there. What matchup do you have next, Jacob? Let's jump over to Brian versus Joe. You know, these teams have had some struggles midway through the season, uh, and Brian took a tough loss last week. But looking over at Brian's team, he's got Jalen Hurts going up against the Giants. He had a great performance last week. Hopefully he could carry it over into this week. 
uh, Lenny Fournette against the Colts. The Colts the Colts are looking strong, so we'll see if uh, Tampa Bay can do anything against that defense there or if uh, it's going to be the same showing as they did to Buffalo. Uh, he has to start Carlos Hyde into his running back position here. Uh, they are going up against Atlanta because Clyde edwards helaire unfortunately hit the bye this week. DK Metcalf against Washington Monday night. And then Adam Thielen uh, for his wide receivers there. Uh, Noah Fance going up against the Chargers this week uh, for his tight end position. And he's got Elijah Moore as his wide receiver uh, against Houston. Uh, Elijah Moore's looked pretty good the past couple weeks, so hopefully he could capitalize on some of those uh, good performances this week as well. Currently nobody in the defense, but he picked up the Jags D this week, so it's looking like he might slide them in. And then he's got Tucker against the Browns Sunday night. Looking over at Joe's team, uh, Mahomes on bye, he has him Still in the lineup, he's going to need to go hit the waiver wire to find a different quarterback because it does not look like he has a replacement on the bench. Uh, Nick Chubb's got the Ravens Sunday night, and then Josh Jacobs has the Cowboys Thursday uh, afternoon. Uh, So he'll definitely be eyeing that Raiders matchup there, seeing if he can get some points out of his number two running back there. Justin Jefferson's got San Francisco this week, and T. Higgins has Pittsburgh. So his two starting uh, wide receivers there can uh, have some decent performances there. Uh, I know that Pittsburgh D's uh, gave up a lot of points last week as they were uh, pretty injured. And then he's got Tyler Conklin in the tight end position as he still does have two people on IR on his bench for the tight end position. And then he's got Lockett in his flex, who's got Washington Monday night. So we're going to see the DK Metcalf versus Tyler Lockett uh, showing once again. We'll see who can come out on top on that matchup. And then he's got 49ers D, and then Michael Badgley as his kicker, who had a good performance last week. So, you know, Brian's got to fit into a defense here, but he's still up in projected points, and but... Uh, Joe has to find a quarterback to slate in. So, you know, it's going to be a pretty tight matchup here. It's currently projected 103.4 to 92.4. Those are both going to jump a little once they add their players. Uh, But looking at how the guys are viewing this one, this one's uh, a 66 to 33% split here. Brian got the edge over Joe this week. Brian had a good performance last week. He's looking to carry that into this week. Johnny, what else you got for us? Jacob, let us take a look at Jake versus Jack, TaylorMade versus Camming Your Neuters. Uh, both of these guys are coming off of wins. Uh, as I said, uh, or not as I said before, actually, this is brand new to your ears, but uh, these guys did match up in week one, and Jake would take that matchup by a score of 134.7 to 128.6. Jack certainly hopes to rectify that this time. Let us take a look at his lineup and see if we think he can do it. Uh, at the top position, it's team namesake Cam Newton on the road to Miami. He's been red, red hot since he put on that Carolina Panthers uniform once again. Dalvin Cook is always solid when he's healthy and ready to go. Javante Williams is an exciting running back in that Denver field. He's still splitting time, but people were suspecting as the season goes on, he'd get more of that share over Melvin Gordon. We'll see if that happens this week. They host the Chargers, and we know the Chargers can certainly score points and don't have a particularly strong rush defense. Uh, In that same matchup, Jack will put out Keenan Allen, always very solid, and Michael Pittman Jr. will follow. Indianapolis will host the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in what uh, surprisingly is a pretty interesting matchup at the beginning of the season. I wouldn't have thought that, but it now appears to be. Uh, 
at the tight end position will be TJ Hawkinson on Thanksgiving. Uh, Miles Gaskin will once again hold up the flex position at home against Carolina. Uh, Jack currently does not have a defense slated to go. Uh, the Cardinals are in there, but the Cardinals are on bye this week, so he will have to amend that before the matchup kicks off this weekend. And Greg Joseph will do the booting for him. Uh, on the flip side, let's take a look. Jake was the story of the week last week. I mean, outside of the gauntlet finale, because as you mentioned before, Jacob did break that 200 point mark. Can he do it again this week? You know, that would be a near impossible task, but he probably won't need 200 points to be Jack's team this week. No offense, Jack, but let us start anyway. At the top, it's Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins has had a very, very good year. 21 touchdowns, just two picks so far. Very quietly good year. I still think he sucks, but uh, he's going to put him in for uh, his fantasy matchup this week, and he will face uh, San Francisco in San Francisco uh, at the number one running back position. It is the number one running back in all of fantasy. Jonathan Taylor is coming off one of the largest running back performances of all time and is looking to put together one of the most uh, impressive seasons that uh, we've ever had the pleasure of seeing at the running back number two position. It's another guy who had a huge week last week, found the end zone three times. That's Austin Eckler and a recent trade acquisition to boot. Uh, wide receiver number one, it's Mike Evans. He picked up an injury designation in that Monday Night Football game. We'll see how his health is going forward. If he plays, he's good. Terry McLaurin will play on Monday Night Football. He's a very exciting guy. And Taylor Heineke's starting to figure things out there for Washington. At the tight end position, Rob Gronkowski will do the catching for him. They'll be featured in that matchup against Indianapolis. Uh, and at the flex position, it's going to be A.J. Dillon. A.J. Dillon's looked impressive when he's been given time out of that backfield. Obviously, Aaron Jones is still the guy there, but uh, A.J. Dillon, you know, is impressive when we see him on the field. Uh, at the defensive position, it'll be the Titans. The Titans will head to New England in what is going to be a big, big matchup for the Titans going forward and what's really going to set the plate for how this AFC is going to shape up heading into the playoffs. And uh, doing the kicking for him this week, it'll be Graham Gano for the New York Giants. They will host the Philadelphia Eagles. ESPN doesn't project this matchup to be particularly close, not nearly as close as their first matchup. Although, what's weird here, Jacob, Jake has projected 134.8 points this week. He scored 134.7 when these guys matched up last in week one. Uh, Jack is projected 112.3. He's projected to take the loss by 22. Let us take a look and see how the guys are feeling uh, by comparison, and in what is very, very surprising this week, Jacob, the guys are going to favor Jack uh, by five votes to four votes for Jake. Jake's coming off a huge week, and people are expecting him to come way, way down this week, apparently. And uh, Jack, uh, kind of uh, what's turning out to perhaps be a Cinderella story, it would be a huge win for him and really boost his chance at making the playoffs despite uh, the really, really tough start he had to the year. But that is the matchup, Jacob. Which one do you have next for us? Let's jump over to your matchup here against Nutter. Uh, this is a big playoff implica implication matchup here. Uh, Nutter currently projected 124.6, and Johnny York projected 103.5. Looking over at Nutter's team, he's got Aaron Rodgers against the Rams. As uh, He's currently questionable, but I'm sure he will play this week as he did recently come off the COVID protocol list. He's got Zeke and DeAndre Swift in his running back positions here. They are both going Thursday. Uh, Swift will be going in the morning, and then Zeke uh, 
the afternoon. So, you know, he's going to be scoring a lot of points Thursday with two of his best players going early, and they both have some pretty favorable matchups. So we'll see how they can perform and get him off to a good start. DJ Moore against Miami, and then Deontay Johnson. Those two guys have been pretty good for him this year as, you know, they were a key role for him to take down uh, Bryce last week, and he's looking to carry those performances into this week. Kyle Pitts has Jacksonville, so hopefully Pitts can have a good game. He's been up and down these past couple of weeks, but, you know, he gets a lot of targets, so hopefully he could bring in and get a lot of catches. Uh, And then Gibson's got Monday night against the Seahawks. Hopefully he could run all over those uh, players as it does look like like does look like Michael Carter is out this week. He's going to be starting the Lions defense and he's got Chris Boswell in his kicker position. Looking over at your side of the matchup, uh you were able to slide in Taylor Heineke as your quarterback. Um as Fields did get hurt last week, so you're looking for somebody there. Uh and Kyler is still questionable and as well on by this week. <clears throat> You got Miles Sanders going up against the Giants, and you've slotted in Devontae Freeman as he has been able to hit the end zone the past couple weeks and gets a a decent amount of catches, which makes him pretty fantasy relevant. Uh, Devontae Smith against the Giants. Hopefully the Eagles can do anything close to what the the Bucs did against the Giants, and then Devontae Smith's looking pretty, pretty great start for you. You have Emmanuel Sanders against New Orleans Thursday night. Hopefully he can hit the end zone as he's looked like he's needed to hit the end zone to be fantasy relevant. You've Kittle against Minnesota uh, Sunday afternoon. And then Corey Davis in your flex position going up against Houston. You slotted uh, the Steelers D against that high power Cincinnati offense. And then Brandon McManus as your kicker. So, you know, uh, a lot of turnover for your team as Tyreek Hill and Kyler on bye, so you know you have to have some decent replacements there, but you've slotted in some solid players for that. Uh, looking at how the boys are viewing this matchup, we have a 6-3 to three vote on this one. Uh, Nutter takes the edge f- uh, in the matchup as he looks to advance to 6-6. Six and six. Um, Johnny, so I think that concludes our uh, previews. Uh, you got any last thoughts? Well, Jacob, I think we've set the table uh, for a very exciting week 12. Uh, As I mentioned earlier on, this is really we're getting down to the nitty gritty that time of year where each of these matchups are so relevant. Uh, And I'm just excited to see how this action breaks down. You know, we'll be sitting there, Jacob, on Thursday. We'll be feasting away and hopefully our fantasy teams will be feasting away as well. But with that being said, uh, I think it's time. It's going to be a little bit condensed this week, Jacob, because one of our polls has dropped off the board. All we have to talk about before we get to those power rankings is the best team poll. Would you like to start us off, Jacob? Yes, let's go take a look at this here. Um, You know, uh, four teams received votes, and there there are uh, all some solid teams here. Uh, but the guy who got the most votes here was uh, Jake. He got six votes. He uh, two thirteen points. I'll keep saying it. It's incredible. It's crazy to see that. As some teams didn't even score a hundred. So yeah, he's deserving of getting all those votes. But you know, there's two other guys who. Uh, have been getting receiving the bulk amount of votes this year. They uh, did not get the bulk this week as Jake put the league on notice. Um, then, uh, Johnny, what, what about Jake's team? You know, he kind of jumped ahead and really put on a performance. Do you think he's going to be able to consistently put that up? 
you know, well, Jacob, is he going to be able to consistently put up 200? No, but really, I think Jake is feeling validated by now because he's been doing great things all season long, but kind of been in the shadow of Bryce. Uh, now he has fully emerged from that shadow, and he looks to be just a really, really serious contender down the stretch. Uh, he's got a running back core that's going to be a mess to deal with, and his receivers certainly aren't too shabby to back that up with. Um, he's just going to be a handful as is every guy that got votes this week. I mean, Jake, certainly I can understand why he got the plethora of votes here, but each guy that received one vote between Nutter, Bryce and Scott looked to be, I mean, I think we literally have the four best teams that received votes this week. So that's kind of, you know, the guys seem to be on page with with where my thinking is at Jacob. Uh, but with that being said, we've now discussed the best teams. I think it's time to see how maybe the power rankings line up with the best teams and how the rest of the board shakes as we work our way down it. Uh, would you like to start us off at number 12, Jacob? Yes, let's uh, let's start it off at number 12. Coming in at number 12, down one spot from last week, it's Brian. Brian moves down, takes the last spot as his team uh, takes an L. Uh, Johnny, who's at number 11? At number 11, Jacob, we got you, buddy. You moved up finally. You got out of that number 12 spot. You picked up a real nice win, and uh, hopefully it is a sign of things to come for you going forward. We've seen kind of time and time again on this Power Rankings board, once you get a little momentum going, it's real easy to slide up that board. Who's number 10? Coming in at number 10, he's down three spots from last week. He fell quite a bit. It's Aiden. He takes a tough loss, only putting up 75 points, so he drops down to number 10. Uh, Who's at number 9, Johnny? At number 9, we are going to take a look at Titty Milker's Milk Gods, Joe. Joe is staying put at 9 where he was last week. You know, he had such a strong start to the season, but he's finding himself consistently in this lower uh, quadrant of teams at the bottom of the board. But, you know, you're only one week away from getting things going. Who's number 8? Coming in at number 8, he's up two spots from last week. It's Jack. Jack gets back into the win column after taking a loss last week, and he won in a pretty decent fashion. So... Uh, Jack jumps up two spots here. Who's at number seven? At number seven, we are going to find Stino. Stino's kind of found a home here in the middle of this board. He's going to drop down a spot because he did take the loss this week, but he's still right on that playoff cusp at a five and six record. Very relevant with a lot of football left to play. Who's number six? Coming in at number six, uh, it's you, Johnny. You're up two spots from last week as you took a very tight matchup, but you did what you had to do to win, and that's what matters. You put yourself into a great spot going into the playoffs. Who's at number five? At number five, we are going to take a look at Caden. Caden would suffer a loss this week, but he's going to stay put where he's at. He's still holding on to a 6-5 and five above 500 record and scoring about 111 points per game. Good enough for him to stay right where he's at. Who's number four? Coming in at number four, he stays put from last week. It's Nutter. Nutter had a great win against Bryce this week, but he stays put. He solidified his, himself as a top five team and a top four team. Who's at number three? Well, Jacob, this brings us to the portion of the board where I think guys are going to be most eager to hear what the committee has to say. This was a wild week for all of the teams at the top of the board. At number three, being absolutely de-seeded from the top position, it's going to go to Bryce. Bryce is going to drop down two spots this week after the gauntlet elimination and the loss to Nutter. Who's the number two, Jacob? Coming in at number two, this may shock some people. He's up one spot from last week. It's Jake. He put up the great performance, but he did not. He was not able to capture that number one spot. Johnny, who's at number one? 
At number one, we are going to look at this year's gauntlet winner, Scott. Scott takes over the number one spot, rips it from Bryce's hand, takes the gauntlet championship from him and the number one spot in the power rankings. Uh, It's been a wild ride this year for Scott. Let us just keep in mind, if any of you out there are needing some hope uh, going into this Thanksgiving week, Scott would start week one and week two at number 10 in the power rankings. And now he finds himself at number one and the gauntlet winner. Uh, But Jacob, that does indeed include or not include, but rather conclude our power rankings for week 11. Do you have any final thoughts, buddy, heading into this very special Thanksgiving week of fantasy football? I'm very excited for this. You know, Thanksgiving's a great holiday. I love kicking back, eating a lot of food, watching some good football. And, you know, I'm excited for it. My eyes are going to be glued to the TV. And, you know, it's just uh, it's fun to be uh, encapsulated into this uh, fantasy league as we are by getting close to the end of the year. Very well said, Jacob. Well, with that being said, really the only thing left for you boys to do is to grab your slices of turkey, grab your stuffing, grab your mashed potatoes, grab your pumpkin pie, sit up on the couch, get that TV rolling, and watch uh, what is going to be uh, – a huge week for fantasy football this week. Uh, And also, Jacob, as always, uh, it was a pleasure being here with you this week, and I look forward to seeing you next week, and hopefully we are both one win uh, richer next week. Yes, I'm very excited. I'm hoping we can do that as well, and I'm very excited for Thanksgiving. I hope everybody has a great holiday, and uh, as you said, get their turkey slices, enjoy the the good football this this week here. But yeah, I think that concludes the episode here. It was a great episode. We appreciate Scott coming on again, and congrats on his gauntlet victory. We'll see you next week, boys.